Um, so let's move on to our, our our next part of the of the pod. You know, discuss a little bit about the uh, the playoffs. I'm sure you guys have been tuned in into this year's playoff. Um, so the last few days, uh, we we had a little lockdown, but today the the games went on. So the Raptors lost to the to the Boston Celtics, and you know when we discussed uh, me and Eve about the the series, we're like, you know, Boston's probably the more skilled team in that series, and if they can st- stay disciplined, that could be trouble for the Raptors. So, what did you guys see today in uh, in the game uh, between the Buck, uh, the, the the Raptors and the and the Celtics? So, uh, start with you, Ken. Boston shot the ball really well. Like Marcus Smart hit four or five threes. Um, you know, I think Boston shot the ball really well. I'm probably going to watch the game over tonight. But um, I'm for Raptors, though, man. Uh, they're, 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 they're a Canadian team. They got a kid from Montreal. So, Raptors and OKC, that's what I'm rooting for the whole playoffs. So, true. That's it. Nah, for sure. You got to root for the hometown team. That That's, that's oh, for always. sure. <laughs> always. Uh, and did you get a chance yeah, to catch the game? Yeah, a little bit of it. Um. You know, I think that definitely the, the, the Celtics gave them fits. You know, Jay Tatum was, was on when he played extremely well. But I'm a big Raptors fan in the sense where I like the style of basketball that they've been playing, that brand of basketball where it almost seems um, like a type of Spurs where they're sharing the ball. You know, they're not really relying heavily on one guy to do everything. But, you know, I think that it's just, like you said, the Celtics are definitely the more overall skilled team with the players that they have from top to bottom. Um, but I still got my money on the Raptors, you know, winning this series overall because I think that, you know, again, like Kemi just pointed out, I don't think Marcus Smart is shooting um, that high of a percentage, you know, for the whole series. Again, I know that there's a bubble effect because, you know, playing at the bubble is like playing at the rec where there's no depth perception, you know, as like when you're shooting. All guys, if you look at the bubble from when it started to now, a lot of guys are shooting extremely high percentages, probably the highest of their careers at the, at the moment. Yeah, that's facts. So, you know, I know the bubble started with TJ Warren when it started. You know, the bubble definitely has an effect that, that helps guys shoot the ball better for whatever reason, whether it's because there's a there's no, uh, like I said, a depth perception. There's a wall behind. You know, you see Dame Lillard was hitting crazy shots, which you can do in the arena as well. But, you know, I think that the Raptors going forward just need to regroup, like I told Unc earlier, you know, go back to the drawing board and, uh, you know, figure it out. I don't think it's anything to be worried about. I still, again, feel like overall the Raptors have what it takes to advance to the next round. So, so for you know, what type of adjustments, so Ankh, you can you can start off with what type of adjustment do you think the Raptors need to make uh, in order to you know maybe counter what the Celtics did today? You know, maybe get you no know, Fred going, you know, because you know he oh, had a little man. tough game. Pascal, what, what right. do you see out there that the 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 Kaden was giving Pascal fits, man. <laughs> he was giving everybody a fit. <laughs> yeah, no, that boy nice. <laughs> nah, but I, but I think we got to find a way to get some fast break joints, man. And I know it's tough because with Boston being like one of the top teams as far as like stopping transition, you know transition yeah. buckets, yeah. but the Raptors are second in transition, so they got to make that work for them. You Ooh. know what I mean? I think they 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 just try to play too much half court, and they're mm-hmm. nice defensively, Boston. They were nice today. You know what I mean? Like you said, they're, they're long and they, they don't mind switching. And, you know what I mean? Some of our best scorers are like six foot. You know what yeah. I mean? So it makes it a little yeah. tougher to, even if it's, let's say, Tatum, who 
he is better now defensively, but even if he's not as good, just his length makes it hard for, you know what I'm saying, Fred to get off that shot. Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's facts. Like we said, you know, they got all these wings that can, you know, play multiple positions, like can guard multiple positions. So right. it's really what makes them special. And if you look at it, like the Raptors were able to force a lot of turnovers. It's just right. that. Couldn't capitalize. When, yeah, and when you allow a team to shoot 44% from three, I mean, that's not – that's a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's going to be the key basically because, you know, we know Nurse is probably one of the top three – best coaches in the league you know, right. he's gonna be able he to got his match though yeah no nah, that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> he got his match yeah, Brad Stevens not ain't no slouch <laughs> no sir no but the thing is like last year against the Bucks, when you saw those first two games you could think like man those Raptors are gonna get swept out by the Bucks." but right you no know, they right. figured it out and you know they were able to adjust I think it's all it's... about adjustments now yeah, exactly but I, I personally just don't like how they've been dominating them in the bubble yeah, they, they they look like they're not even scared of them boys. But 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 you count that game that last regular season game though. Yes. Yeah. I mean, even in regular season, they were giving them problems. But in the bubble, they got that swagger. Like, listen, we don't care who you are. You ain't got Kawhi no more. We gonna get you this year. Yeah, no, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, I was about to I was about to ask who's that guy y'all giving the ball to down the stretch for the Raptors though right now. That that was the biggest thing. Like I thought we could give it to uh to Pascal yeah, down yeah. there, but like I said, I seen the Celtics give it to Tatum at the high post, and he exactly, went in his yeah. bag, and I was yeah. like, "That's what they need." Because you, yeah, you yeah. said it, you said it. Like some of their best scores are six foot. Like you got Kyle Lowry and Van Vliet. So yeah, it's, it's, it's harder. There's so, only so much good. plays you can draw for a situation like Ex- that. Exactly, yeah. and you got guys with length on them guys. So it's like, who are you giving the ball to down the stretch, like for the Raptors? Right. Yeah, honestly, and and I, I and I always felt like their best half court guy was probably Fred. But you know, if you look at Fred against the the Celts this year, like he's been shooting pretty bad. You know, the only game that they won against the Celts because Kyle had like thirty and he shot like you know five threes and everything. But like, I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like it's gonna come from their defense, and then maybe you know Fred shoots a little better, Kyle shoots a little better, and they figure it out. But I don't know if Pascal has like the tools to. To get it done, honestly. How do you guys yeah, feel about I feel like that? he has to catch the ball on the move. Yeah. 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 Probably that 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 that's probably gonna be the the key. Um, the other game that 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 we had was uh, Clippers against the Dallas Mavericks. So <laughs> 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 Uncle is a big Luca fan. Think yeah, about Luca. Chris Luka. Joe. Chris Joe knows about that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Luca. Luca is different, y'all. I, I was watching that game, but I was like, yo, that, that kid's different, bro. Like his skill set, like his size, like that, that man. That, 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 that's a baller, man. No, like let's go ahead. Like now that his season is over, uh, what impressed you the most? about his game this year. So, you know, what was really the thing that stood out in terms of, you know, his abilities uh, for Luca? So go ahead, Joe, I'll start with you. Well, you know, first and foremost, he, he came out, his rookie <laughs> campaign, his rookie campaign was, was really good. You know, I don't know what, you know, guys were expecting, you know, him to do, but obviously him being able to play in the EuroLeague and all that stuff definitely helped develop his game, playing against grown men from, from such a young age. And, Coming into this year where they said, you know, where, where guys were probably thinking like, okay, maybe it's, you know, quote-unquote beginner's luck or whatever the case is. They got to respect, 
that this kid is a is a hooper. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, they got to respect it. He came in with the utmost confidence in himself. And I think, again, his coaching staff and his teammates, that always helps when, you're, when your team relies on you and believes in you. Um, and, it, and it helps put like a – it takes a certain pressure off of you. You know what I mean? Where right. everything is – everything comes natural in a sense where, you know, nothing is forced. Guys are you, – you know he's going to score. He's being asked to take the tough shots, the game-winning shots, as he showed uh, this postseason. So, for me, I'm not surprised with anything that he's done. You know what I mean? I, I was expecting mm-hmm. this kind of jump that he was going to be able to take from um, from from last year to this season. You know, when you get respect from your peers, you know, from some of the top guys in the league, such as LeBron, KD, and these guys who praise him and say that he's going to be the next, you know, big thing in the league, you know, it doesn't get any bigger than that. So, Luca definitely been living up to the hype. Um, and I think that if they redo the draft today, man, he's definitely going number one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's like um, – you know, the Mavs got themselves one. You know, and I think that going forward, obviously, he's, he's probably already the franchise player. And, you know, going forward, it's just going to get better from here. You know, tonight he ended with what? Was it 40? Did he get a 40-piece? 38. 38. You know, he was flirting with a triple-double, and that's every night. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it almost <laughs> seems as though it, it seems as though the game is easy for him. You know what I mean? It's like so wide open. And again, of course, in, in Europe, as you guys may know, you know, there's no defense in three seconds, so you can sit in that paint. So it's a yeah. lot harder to get to the basket. Coming to the league where guys got to be in and out because, you know, they're playing that three seconds defensive in the key. You know, it opens up so much. The court is so much wider. So it seems like he gets to the lane and he's not the most athletically gifted. You know, he's not the quickest, the fastest, but he gets to his spots. He plays at his own pace. He doesn't let guys speed him up. And that's what's gonna make him. That's what's gonna make him a great player going forward. Is just the fact that he plays at his own pace, man. He kind of, kind of like a, like a Paul Pierce in a sense where Paul Pierce wasn't the most athletic, uh, wasn't the quickest, but he played at his own pace, and he he knew his spots on the court. And Luca definitely knows his spots on the court. That little step back, and he knows how to play the game. He's very, very intelligent. His IQ is really high for a kid that age. Yeah, I I, I definitely think his IQ is probably what stands out in terms of you know all that he has, even like he's supremely skilled, like you say, you know, everything that he yeah. does and so advanced, but you know, his IQ is probably the thing that yeah. sets him apart from everybody. Uh, for for you, Kemi, what did you see out of Luca this year that, you know, impressed you? But to me, like, I mean, Chris just touched on a lot of things. To me, the one thing I'm impressed with though is his maturity for his age. The kid is what, 21, 20? Yeah. Like, to me, that's amazing. Like, I don't think, like, there's been too many young kids this age, like, doing the things that he's doing right now. Um, mm. The staff just coming in, like, they, they, they basically gave him this team. They said, lead us to that. And I think he's doing a great job. Yeah. I think if – I really think if um, Porzingis were here, was, he, was here, it probably would have been a different story, though. Um, yeah. I think, I, I, think, I, mean, I think it would have been uh, uh, maybe a game seven. I don't know. No, Uncle, you don't think it would have been different? You think the I Clippers and Listen, I think I, it would have been different, honestly. I, I call it before it happened. It's just they need a few bullies, man. They need a few bullies down yeah. there, man. You know what I mean? Like the way. Not yet. They're still, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? They, they, they're skilled and stuff, but them dudes, man, they just raw as hell, man. Like they just. Rugged, right. you know what I mean? Like they, they, they took it the, the street style, and I think in playoff you got to have a few bullies down there that could, you know, push right. back. 
No, nah, that's the for one, sure. The, the, yeah. the one other thing I was impressed though, that I was impressed with though, is like the way. I mean, Kawhi is a really good defender. Like, he was probably one of the best on-ball defenders. And like, Luca was just attacking him. And I know it's hard. You know, it's more space in the league and stuff. But he actually, like, took the challenge. And he was going at him, too. So, I respect that for, for a kid that age, to be honest. Going against a vet like that. That is, like, probably the best on-ball defender in the league. is going at them. No, he, he didn't back down at all. Um Exactly. So, so Uncle, I know you were happy about your, you know, your adopted son. Oh, um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, watching that series, do you, do you think the Clippers are still contenders to make the finals? Or, you know, did that make maybe you know turn you off about you know their focus? You know, their those first few games, I didn't feel like they played up to the standards of a championship team. But did no. that series? Bring that um, to you, or you know, you still think that? I think, but the biggest thing with that team is pandemic P. Right now, he's looking like playoff P, but you know, what I mean? <laughs> but he's he's the biggest thing. You know, what I mean, if he's playing to the what we believe he is yeah. and what we believe he can be, that team is a championship team. But if he show up, you know, what I'm saying throwing donuts, then you know, what I mean, <laughs> it's gonna be tough. You know, what I mean, the like Kawhi's got the pep in his steps back. You know, what I mean, he's looking nice, especially today. He yeah, Kawhi was. Thing. Dropping 30 like it's nothing every right. single day. Yeah. So he Kawhi's doing his thing, and you know, Paul George got to do him. You know, you got to do at least a little bit of what Pascal did last year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I think the rest of the guys, uh, Pat Bev is back. You know what I mean? So that's a good addition. And you know, Lou was <laughs> going to do what he does, you know what I mean, on the bench. But it's just, you know, Paul George, man, this championship depends on him. I think we're going to be able to tell about the Clippers this round when everybody's back. Yeah. Um, Montreal Harrell missed some games, you know what I'm saying? P-Bev was hurt. He's coming back. I think the Clippers, is it's hard for them, though. They're a new team that's been put together, and then the pandemic stopped their season, so they still got to learn how to play with each other. Right. And I think that's what P – I think Paul George is, like, learning how to be that second option probably right now. So, you know what I'm saying? I think – they still got some chemistry to build and stuff. But I think they're going to be... You say he's learning to play the second? Basically, he's I mean... Man, that man been second before, though, eh? <laughs> I mean, that's, I'm Russell. disappointed. I've seen Russell him being a second wearing... dude before. <laughs> no, but no, no, for Russell, real, though. Russell, Russell's always going to be number one option. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when he was playing with Russell, he was the number one scoring option. Like, he was maybe yeah, not the, the number year. one. Hold on, he played how many years? He played one year? Two years, two years. Two? That's what yeah. I said. The first year, he was the second dude. Wasn't he the leading scorer on that no, team? I don't think so. It was the second year that we were like, oh, okay. Yeah, and they figured it out. And they figured, you know, he's a much more efficient player than Russ. Right. They gave yeah. him ball. But I, I, I think them as a team in general right now, they still got some chemistry to build. Like, now nah, you right. Stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And it's, it's still a new team. Like, they played together for, what, like four or five months, and then the pandemic came. And yeah, now, and guys were always hurt. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. They they never really had their full team. Like, even during the regular season, like, you know, exactly. they always had, like, George missed the first two months, and then, you know, yeah. Kawhi with his load management. And, right. You know, uh, I think it was part of the reason why those two guys coming off the bench were, like, running up for six men of the year, right? Because I think they end up playing a little more, taking some of the load uh, offensively, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely true. Uh, so – 
Moving on to another series in the West that was that's been really really interesting. You know, it's Game Six is coming next uh, tomorrow. Um, Houston against OKC. So you know we got Montreal's own Lou Dort. Shout out uh, to him. You know, playing a big role in this series. So with the game yesterday and how Houston basically smoked them. Yeah. What do you see going forward in that series? So, Joe, you can go ahead. Houston got going, man. Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Dennis Schroeder is your – it comes back to, like, almost like the Raptors in a sense where your 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 number one scoring option is your, your point guard. And that's not Allen Iverson we're talking about. No shade to, to Dennis Schroeder, but he's not going to get you there. You know what I mean? So, they got to be able to come together as a collective mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and, and get it done. You know, I think for me, man, on any team, on, on any level – you also need a big man that could put the ball in the basket. And Steven Adams mm-hmm. is a great, you know, uh, screen setter. He's going to get those rebounds, give you those hard fouls, but you got to be able to feed, get the ball inside if, you know, and get a bucket. You know what yeah. I mean? I think that's what, that's what they're lacking. Especially uh, a team like that. Time. Especially a team like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? A young team, very guard-oriented. You got Shea, you got CP, you got Dennis Schroeder. You know what I mean? And all the guys are on the perimeter, so – you got to be able to sometimes give the ball inside, get them guys a break, and, you know, get a bucket inside, man. But, again, the series has been exciting. Um, they're both playing really, really good basketball. And, I mean, but if, if, any, if last night, if anything showed was that, you know, Houston looked like they're about ready to take off, um, yeah. you know, and, and Harden, you know, is back in his bag and playing well. He was efficient. So, you know, uh, shout out to Lou Benz, too, though, man, doing a great job. But, even that, you know, um, you know, it's a team effort guarding hard and, and he's still getting it done. You know what I mean? So, if anything, obviously, I, I feel like Houston is going to advance. It, it's been a great series, but they don't have enough firepower on, on OKC to, to get it, to get the job done. Right. So, you guys think, you guys think next game, OKC are packing their bags, going home? Yeah, they're, they're leaving the bubble next game. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, but nah, I, I gotta agree though. Um, with Houston playing that small ball lineup, and you got yeah. a big like Steven Adams playing, you gotta dominate that. You know what I'm saying? Take like you know what I'm saying? Um, take advantage of that mismatch. Right. I, I don't think you can really do that with Steven Adams. Um, good defender and all that, but I don't think you can just give him the ball and be like, go to work. Right. Um, and. I don't know. OKC, like I don't know. They ain't got no. They ain't got enough firepower. Shot makers. Right. Um. We saw what happened yesterday. They basically like had that game plan where, like, for example, Harden's gonna guard Lou, and we just gonna gap it. I told Lou, you gotta make shots. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? He's a rookie. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think, um, you know what I'm saying? He's still gonna develop. He's gonna develop it. I think he works hard. He's always in the gym, so he's gonna develop that. Um, and I, the the biggest thing with him tomorrow, they're probably gonna come out and do the same thing. Yeah, you sure. can't let you can't let them doing that affect your confidence. Like you'd be like, oh yeah. yeah, like they don't see me as a shooter now, and then let that thing be in the back of your mind every time you shoot it. Like every shot you take, you take it as if you're, you know, what I'm saying like in the gym by yourself when you make them when you by yourself. But uh, qu- I think- qu- question for you on that, right? Uh, yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but where do you draw the line between? Don't let them affect you while you're missing and let me stop shooting and figure something else out. Oh, no, there is a fine line. Like this, you know what I'm saying? This is playoffs basketball. Like you got to make, you got you to put the ball in the hole. So to me, it's like, 
I don't know. Like, I don't want to give a set number of shots because sometimes you got to take them. Um, I don't know. After a while, man, you got to go to plan B. Maybe that's just putting your <laughs> head down. Get, you know what I'm saying? Getting your head, putting your head down, creating for somebody else, or maybe trying to get to the free throw line, trying to get transition buckets, offensive right. rebounds. You know what I'm saying? Doing Impacting the game differently. Yeah. Um, he didn't, I he mean, didn't have a rebound he is yesterday. impacting the game, though. Yeah, on yeah the defensive, defensive side. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But but I, but it's not only you know what I'm saying his problem to figure out. I think that's part of coaching too. I think exactly. you know what I mean? when, mm-hmm. when you know how valuable he is to you defensively, and you because of that you exactly. definitely want to keep him on the court. On the offensive side, you got to figure something out for him. You know, yeah, I mean? exactly. whether it's yeah. you know make him I mean? a screener, make exactly you know? yeah. exactly kind of like what the Raptors do with um. Uh, oh, Rondé. Rondé, yes. Oh, Rondé, yeah. you know what I mean? They got Rondé. Sometimes I saw at the top and just kind of attacking whoever is guarding him and kicking it out, or he's at the dunking spot, catching and finishing, cutting to the basket. Just yeah. uh-huh. different yeah, no, action sure. that keeps help side a little busy. Honest, yeah. You know what I mean? And so I think that's what coach got to do as far as trying to keep him on the court and have him, you know, impact the, the, the team on the offensive side. Yeah, yeah right. you got to make him a threat. Yeah, no, I think that also, I think his teammates are definitely telling him to, 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 to shoot the rock as well. You know, I feel like if CP was to say, all right, now you got to chill, then he would probably be, be exactly. chilling. But I think that they're, they're telling him, yo, you're open. You got to make them respect you. You got to keep shooting those shots. And I feel what you're saying about drawing the line when you're 0 for, 0 for 8, 0 for whatever it is. It's like, damn, okay, maybe I got to do something else. But, you know, definitely the first couple, you got to still shoot that thing with as much confidence. You know what I right. mean? And, yeah. And then go to your plan B. Initially, you can't let that because, you know, that becomes psychological warfare where, damn, they're leaving me open. Shit, right. should I shoot it? Should I use it? Exactly, start yeah. Exactly. Start yeah. hooping. So, you know, I you think, just I think the that first, thing. I think the first half, like, especially the first quarter, he's going to have to, like, take them, like, regardless. Like, yeah. yeah. Told him, like, lock down. Like, you make one or two, that can change the game right there. Like, because then you're putting a threat and, like, you know what I'm saying? you applying pressure on that defense. Now you're making hard and guard you. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. Now, now he has yeah. to close out, and you can, you know, drive by him, and you know, not have him yeah. wait, wait for you. Exactly. And, exactly. and, and, and he, he can attack, and he can attack, and I think he's a good yeah. decision maker. Like when he gets in the paint, I know he he has the instincts where he can kick out and stuff. So then you just want him to feel like he has to step up a little bit, so then he can attack yeah. those holes and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, because right now basically he's always attacking set defenses because when he catches it. They're not paying attention to it, and now he's yeah, thinking, yeah. and now he has to attack. But defense is already there, and they didn't close yeah, out exactly. on him, so uh-huh. you know, it puts him in a difficult position. Because because sure. I, I remember in that game, uh, the first two possessions in the third quarter, you know, coming out of the of the first half, he's like 0 for 8 or 0 for 9, whatever, and then he tries to attack. Defense is set. He has a couple turnovers in a row. I'm like, a couple turnovers. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that. That messes up. That messes you up even more because it's like Perhaps. now you're thinking, what can I do right? You know, because like yeah. I can't make shots. They're already set in and trying to wait for me to attack. Their their hands are out. So, you know, just kind of get that confidence back and you know thinking, you know, thinking about the mix and how he's gonna be able to make those shots and focus on. Them. Know what he does well, and I think I think Shea is a big thing on and that, and that on that team too. Yesterday, yeah. I don't think they had him going enough. I think That's he only true. took seven or eight shots yesterday. That's not enough. I think Shea's very good, man. I think he's very skilled, very good decision maker. I think they got to get him involved a little more. Yeah. That's facts. That's facts, and and yeah. he has to be better defensively because they're trying to attack him. A yeah, lot. Exactly. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Now that's facts. Um, so moving ahead, so a, a little preview of a couple second round series. So the Milwaukee Bucks are going to play the Miami Heat. Uh, it's going to be super interesting because, you know, Miami has probably a guy that can slow down Yanis a little and they play a lot of zones. Uh, so what do you guys see happening in that series? And, you know, who do you think has the upper end going uh, into game one tomorrow? Anytime you got the Greek freak on your team, you kind of got to give them the edge no matter what, I feel like. <laughs> but it's going to be a great series. Um, both teams are, you know, they they defend really well. I mean, obviously, I think Milwaukee either leads or is definitely top three in the league in, in three-point attempts. They can shoot the ball. And, you know, Giannis has a bunch of shooters around him. You know what yeah. I mean? So you know how much attention he brings um, to the game where he has the ball and guys have to lock in. You know he's capable of doing it in the open court, in the half court. So it, it makes the game a lot easier for those for his teammates just being able to be spot-up shooters. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of the days where LeBron was playing with the Heat and you had, you know, James Jones, Chalmers, Ray. You had all these shooters around him where the floor is so spread that, you know, no one could – everybody's on the, on the perimeter and it's giving them lanes to drive to the basket. Um, but, again, the Heat defend. You know, the Heat defend, are, obviously, they're a scrappy team and that's just their, their culture. The culture of the Miami Heat is we're going to defend – um, we might not always be the most gifted team, uh, you know, offensively or whatever the case may be, but they're going to defend their asses off. They're going to play hard every game. Like uh, Uncle was saying before, they got a couple of those guys who yeah. like to get chippy and like to throw a couple elbows and get dirty a little bit, get their hands dirty. So that's going to be important. Um, get it be important to do, and they're going to have to try to do whatever it takes to get into Giannis's head or any type of edge they could get over him. You know, keep them out the game as long as possible, whether it's getting them in foul trouble, flopping. They got to do bring out all the tricks, you know, to make it a, a, a fair fight, in my opinion. I think you're, you're definitely right about that. Um, but I don't know. The Greek free has scared me a little bit, though, in certain situations, man. When they build that wall up against them, man, yeah, that kind of scares me a little yeah, bit sometimes, yo. I, I was about to say the same thing. Like, <laughs> to me, your, your, your go-to guy has to be able to make shots because right. yeah. you're playing against you playing against set defense in playoff, in, in playoff basketball. So I think you got to make shots and you know what I'm saying, whether it's mid-range or threes because that paint is going to get clogged up and they're not going to give you all those fouls. But I think – I don't know. He still has to prove to me that he can, like, knock down, like, open shots or whatever. Right. I mean, he made, a couple, he made a couple of those against Orlando. Man, uh, come on, man. Uh, no, come on, He made man. a couple yeah, wide-open yeah, yeah, shots. That, you know, we, some, we all hoop. We all hoop. Yeah, we we all, know, know there's a I'm not saying – I'm not saying he's a shooter. shooter. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, he's hey, not going to make – I love those, by the way. I love those, man. He's not going to make those Jason Tatum type of shots, you know. He's not He's not skilled like that. But at the same time, it's like if he can make – a couple wide open, you know, catch and shoot jump shots. <laughs> then it's like, okay, they got to put a little more attention where they can't necessarily give him all that room for him to just, you know, operate. So they got to be a little closer. And then now he becomes a little bit more of a threat. You, you know, it's so a long game, man. If Yanis is making jump shots, you're still winning because he ain't crashing the boards. He ain't punishing right. you inside. <laughs> and right. I'm, I'm taking that shot. Go yeah, ahead. For sure. Take 10 Definitely. of those if take you want. 10 of, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. 
And to me, I, I don't know, man. Those shots against Orlando had no pressure on them. It's game five. Right. Yeah. He knows they're about to win. He knows you're going to The confidence is different. Yeah, nah, yeah, it's true. yeah, but like when there's pressure and that's not your strength and stuff, I think yeah, that plays a, lot, a different a different factor in it. Right. So, so, so the key is, is going to be a lot about, you know, how well Middleton plays, I guess. Because if you yeah, think about yeah. it, Giannis yeah. is not going to change who Giannis is. He's going to no. be that guy that, you know, he gets on in transition, he gets inside and gets those buckets. But if it comes down to it where it's like they build a wall, you need a bucket getter. And do you guys th think Middleton is going to be able to, you know, come up big and, you know, make it up and be that guy? He definitely, he definitely has to have big games. He has to. Yeah. Me, yeah. He has to, yeah. But I don't know if Jimmy's going to let him do that. Right. That's facts. That's facts. Because they, who, they who got you, you. Who you putting Jimmy on? Giannis or uh, Middleton? Middleton. Middleton. Yeah, I put Bam on, get, on, on Giannis. Bam on Giannis. Yeah, Bam Bam on Giannis and Jimmy on Middleton. Okay, okay. I, I think they're probably among the team that's left in the East, aside from the Raptors, because I don't think Boston has a matchup for Milwaukee because I don't know if they can guard Giannis. No. But Miami is probably the best team, like in terms of how they're yeah, built. Yeah, for sure. To, to, to get the Bucks. So, 100%. How, how far do you think this series is going? Like, how many games? Seven. Seven? Seven, man. Yeah. Yeah, seven. seven. I think be, six, seven for sure. Fight. Oh, Every night, oh. it's going to be a dog fight, man. Yeah. Uh, and do you guys feel like there's an upset uh, Bruman or it's going to be still uh, Greek Freak and his boys going to the Eastern Conference Finals? The upset is still there. I, I think it's yeah. possible. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. possible. I actually had Miami possible. winning that series. Yeah. You got Miami winning? I'm not mad yep. at it. Yep, yep, yep. No, I'm not mad at it either. Because I feel like, like, like Joe, you said, you know, uh, the Bucks got shooters. But honestly, aside from, like, if you look at it, those guys aren't, like, the creative shooters. Like, they can make shots. No, but, sure. They can you know, exactly. It's not like they got yeah. knockdowns like, you know, uh, Dallas Cause has. To me, because to me, it's like when, you don't, when you're not making those shots now, what? Exactly. What, 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 what's your next option? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Exactly. That's why I'm, yeah, it's, it's like, really real talk. They don't got nobody that's, you know, going to just off the dribble, going to, you know, ISO. I, like, nobody's really ISOing you like that. You feel me? Like, Chris Middleton's not going to take the ball and say, all right, you need a bucket. Here we go. Ten seconds on the shot clock. Ah, I'm going to take you. Nah. He's more of like, you know, he could hit you with a pump fake, sidestep, three. You know what I'm saying? You're closing yeah. out. You got to respect it. So if he lifts his head, you're going to jump. He'll get you to the basket oh. and create. But, you know, there's no one outside of Giannis who is really creating the offense for them. You know what I mean? Like, he's creating options out of their plays for all these guys. You know, he's the one going ice on from the top of the key, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's going to be tough. Because, like Kemi just said, what's your plan B? Mm -hmm. A is, is locked off, you know what I mean? So, uh, and as we saw against the Raptors last year, plan B was, wasn't really there, you know? No, nah, like, exactly. I don't know if they adapted this year, and we're going to see it if Bud has a, has a plan for, for that. But, you know, last year, was, it didn't look too good. Um, so lastly, we're going to talk about, you know, who, who do you think are your title favorites in, uh, you know, going forward with this? So, uh, Eve, you can go ahead. The Raptors. 
Do I get the reps? No, I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, even after that ass whooping they took today. <laughs> yeah, man, they're gonna be in the finals. They're gonna be in the finals. I still believe they're gonna be in the finals. But um, the Clippers, Clippers. Um, I just like you know their defense. Um, you know, uh, I think offensively they got they got some pieces. Even without you know, what I mean, Paul George sometimes not being at his best. I like the fact that Lou coming off the bench. Trez, Trez hasn't been playing as well as he was before the whole situation, but I'm still banking on, you know what I'm saying, once they could get these guys to play together a little longer, you know, I think as the the, the series keeps developing, they're going to get better and better, and they're going to be at their peak in the finals. I know, that's true. I, 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 I got the clips, too. I, I think they're just a, like, more more balanced team that we have uh, left in, in the, as far as their bench goes, their ability to play, you know, different types of lineups, go small, go big. I think they're probably the more balanced team. What do you guys think, Joe and Kevin? I think Lakers. Yeah, Lakers. Lakers, man. Y'all got Lakers? Yeah, 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 yeah. The way Anthony Davis playing right now, him and LeBron together, that's scary, man. Who who have they played for you to be scared, though? (laughs) (laughs) I just think – I just think – who do they play next round? I think it's going to be the – Houston, probably. Yeah, I feel like – Houston have no answers for AD and even the Clippers. Who who are they going to put on AD? The, the, you going for Trez? But the thing is, like, you can let AD get his 40-20, but if LeBron. you sl- if you sold down Bron, then... You're not stopping LeBron. You're not stopping oh, LeBron. Have you, have you seen LeBron against the Raptors? Have you Bro, seen... LeBron, LeBron... Even Bron LeBron. against the Clippers. Yeah, Bron, even LeBron, LeBron hasn't Clippers. been good against... I'm not, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, but he's still LeBron. <laughs> he yeah. is, but this is the thing. The, the Raptors have showed the blueprint, and anybody who's anybody who has at least a slight personnel goes with it, and you play LeBron full court. Yeah, you put pressure, pressure on that him, guy. Yeah. Make him play faster. He's 35. He ain't trying to play that pace. You're going to be surprised when you see that matchup. But... but, but if you if you see if you see if you saw what they did in the Portland series, they got him off ball and they just put him in the post. They did, and that they was did. all she wrote. You that right. was that was a wrap. So, right. but the thing is, I don't feel like he has you know that much of an advantage against the guys like the the guys on the Clippers. Right. You know, so I think maybe against Houston is going to be able to do it, but mm-hmm. I don't know about you know. I think the Clips, man, they got everybody. They got everybody to throw at him. Yeah. How do you feel about it, Joe? Nah, man, I'm I'm uh, I'm going with the Lakers, man. I just feel like not just like you said, AD can get his 40-20. Yes, that's fine, but you know, usually a team only has you know one defensive anchor. But you look at guys like McGee; he handles the paint pretty well. You got McGee and AD down there. You know, they're blocking shots, Dwight. they're changing shots. Dwight's coming off the bench. Um, you know, you you gotta you gotta get guys like Kuzma going for real, for real. He's gonna be, I think. Uh, a major factor in their success mm-hmm. coming off the bench and being able to play well. But, you know, you got Braun defending up top on the perimeter. And, you Is know, it Rondo coming low. back? Yeah, Rondo yeah. might come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rondo might be coming back. Um, you can't expect too, too much from him, but just him being out there as a floor general, maybe get Braun off the ball just a tad bit. Um, but, again, defensively, you know, just, just that interior being so secured with AD, and uh, McGee or Dwight down there is, is, is tough, man. You know, all night going against guys are going to be, you know, nobody wants to go in there. You know, the guys might be hesitating a little bit to get in that key. Yeah. You got McGee down there, AD down there, who are averaging a certain amount of blocks together as a team. And 
again, yes, they were playing against the, the Blazers, but Yurkish was doing his thing down there. He was getting this shit punched too, mm-hmm. now, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. you know, I think that that's going to be a, a major factor, you know, is that defensive presence in the paint is going to be huge for the Lakers. And I think they got that. It's going to be interesting. I, I, I can't wait for us to get to the conference final. I mean, even I think even Houston's probably going to give, like, the Lakers a little bit of problems because – Oh, no, know. Houston is scary. They, 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 they're scary, bro. I think, like, they, they can lose next round. They can go to the finals. It's like they just – I don't know. They're just a wild card. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. They could, yeah, just... they could start missing threes and lose to OKC, if, you know, if we're being yeah, honest yeah, here. Yeah. You know, but they can go ahead and just give the Lakers trouble because the Lakers don't have yeah. that many guards that can create off the dribble and take really advantage of the fact that Houston, you know, doesn't help that well and they just deny everything and trying to get you, turn turn you over and run on you. But, uh, yeah, no, it's going to be interesting because if, if the Lakers get by Houston, I think that series against the Clippers is going to be one for the ages, honestly. It's, uh, this one's going to be a, an all-timer. Um, yeah, for sure. If if we move on, uh, so last subject, you know, obviously there, there's been uh, the boycotts. Um, so guys in the league have been vocal about, you know, uh, social injustice and being involved in that. So what do you think is, uh, you know, an athlete's place as far as, you know, bringing awareness uh, for social justice? So, uh, Kemi, I, I, I want to hear your, your take on that. Uh, to us, I think we just got to promote it more. Um, basketball is like one of the favorites in the world, like as a sport. And you can see in the NBA, I'm watching from the bubble, you see the signs to go vote, um, Black Lives Matter, you see the message. I think that's good, just promoting it and just putting it in pe- people's head. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that shit matters for real. Like we see what's going on. And yeah, it's been a happen. It's been happening in the states, very happening everywhere. Like even here, yeah. um, you know what I'm saying. Um, I think promoting it is the best thing right now, um, and just making sure that everyone is aware that you know what I'm saying. Black lives, that shit does matter, man. That shit's important. And I don't know. It just kills me to see brothers and sisters dying for no reason just because of their color. Like that makes no sense to me. Not in 2020, man. Like that makes yeah. no sense to me. No, that's for sure. And thinking about, you know, that we were, you know, black men and, you know, we understand, like, you know, maybe we could be seen as threats. You know, it's important to, to get that message across that, you know, we're not and we're just, you know, you have to see us as individuals and you know, understand that, you know, we're just trying to do our best also. Uh, so for you, Chris, you know, how, how do you think uh, moving forward, guys can bring awareness as far as, you know, making social change? Well, for, as far as, you know, today goes, I think guys from the start of this bubble, from, you know, even during the pandemic, well, the pandemic, during while there was no season and the police brutality and George Floyd, I think that, you know, everyone was being really responsible with their platforms and really um, speaking. And, you know, you know, they could, their reach is, their reach is millions. You know, you mm-hmm. put all those guys together, the LeBrons, the 80s, whoever it is, the athletes, um, you know, and they're reaching like hundreds of millions of people through their platforms, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it may be. And the message that they're putting out, um, I think does have an effect, you know what I mean? And they got to just continue doing that. You know, it's so easy for us to, you know, start something 
and it blows over after a while and it gets back to regular schedule program. And I think something that's been huge is the fact that we've kept our foot on the gas, uh, you know, during the, the, this issues of, of social injustice. And, you know, that's been huge. You know, some of the biggest, some of our biggest athletes have come forward and, and are speaking out, you know, as opposed to, you know, a couple of years ago, they were telling LeBron to shut up and dribble. You know what I mean? Yes. So for him to be coming out here now and just for athletes to be following suit, even a guy like Kyrie, who people were looking at funny, you know, is a guy who spoke out and doesn't care what people think and he's going to fight for what's right. And I think at this point, um, the point is coming across that, you know, guys are not going to just, you know, take this lightly. It's happening too much. You know, it's it's unfair. It shouldn't be. I shouldn't be scared, you know, when I see police sirens and think they're coming for me. I shouldn't be worried when I see a cop that I'm gonna get, get gonna get stopped. You know what I mean? It, it, I shouldn't be afraid to think about. I shouldn't be thinking about the world my son is gonna grow up in, my daughter is gonna grow up in. So I could definitely understand where these guys are coming from, and they're being responsible with their platforms and doing the right thing by getting the message out, by continuously saying during media, you know, uh, arrest the cops that killed Breonna Taylor, justice for George Floyd, Black Lives Matter. I can't be saying it's, it's, they haven't stopped. And that's huge because right now, you know, that's what's being watched is the, the bubble, you know. So in their pregame, postgame, uh, press conferences, you know, uh, media, when they have media time, guys are continuously getting that message across, letting the media know, letting the people know that they're still fighting every day and they're still going to do their part and speak out against the injustice system. And, and, and from that, from where they stand, you know, I think they're doing – as much as they can, you know what I mean? And yeah. they, we, they did they did the marching while the, you know, NBA was on hold. They did the marching. They were out there on the front lines too, you know, out there with the, in the cities, you know, Steven Jackson, you know, another guy who's been really heavy, of course, being a, a close friend of George Floyd, like, but that's what, you know, that's what we got to do. And, you know, and, and to be honest, it might not change for us right now. And, and, to, and as sad as it is, it might not change for our kids, but it, it, we're taking steps in the right direction. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, just thinking about, you know, the, the fact that some of the world's biggest athletes are, are having the word out. It's like, if you think about, for instance, us as kids, our biggest influences were are the athletes that we saw on TV and those were our sure. idols. You know, and if, if a little eight to 12 year old sees, you know, LeBron talking about how important it is to vote, how, you know, Black Lives yeah. Matter and all that. So regardless of his race, you know, that's going to certainly affect the way he sees the world and mm -hmm. how, you know, how he approaches it uh, going forward. So, uh, no, you, you, you're right. It's really, they, they've done their part as far as, you know, being in a bubble and uh, getting that message across. Um, I know we had a discussion with Eve about, uh, you know, if it was best for them to stay in that bubble or to get out and really be in, in the front line still uh, and how, you know, their platform, what would be better between our platform in or outside? Um, I think we're pretty much in line, Eve, right? Uh, as far as that went, you know, yeah. that, uh, you know, they should stay in a bubble. So what do you guys think as far as, you know, is, do they, should they have stayed in the bubble and keep going with the playoffs or they should have stopped completely and be like, you know what, this isn't enough. We need to be out there uh, with our people. Um. I feel like, you know, I had this discussion as well amongst a couple of friends of mine, and I was saying that at that point, they should have just, you know, they, they should have left the bubble or they could have left the bubble because, you know, yeah, it, it, they, they, did, they, did their point get across? You know, it would have been a bigger thing if they 
said, you know, we're, we're stopping right now because at the end of the day, you know, they stopped for a few days, which was obviously tremendous. And it was great, a great sign of a unity and the togetherness. And, but it would have been amazing if they were able to, to stop it cold Turkey, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, go, go on with it and, and really go through with it. Sorry. And just stop it and go back and leave the bubble. So now the games are back and it's like it's back to regular schedule program. And do people even remember that they stopped for three days? You know, maybe not, you know. So I feel like it would have had a bigger impact, of course, had they just left out and ended the season where it stood right there without an NBA crown or an NBA champ or anything, just leaving the bubble and really going out there and uh, doing what they're doing. I mean, again, they're doing the best that they can from the positions that they're in. And it's greatly respected, I'm sure, for myself personally. And I'm sure amongst a lot of you know, African-Americans uh, around the world can appreciate that, uh, what they're doing and what they're standing for. And they're standing 10 toes down on everything they're doing right now. And, and that's amazing to see. But I would have liked to see them, you know, just leave the bubble. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree, too. I would have left. Like, you know what I'm saying? At this point, it's not like these dudes need the money. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? At this point, I think... That's how you make people feel like, yo, this shit is serious, man. Like, just leave the bubble and be like, it's bigger than that. And then uh, maybe he'll change. Maybe it'll help. I don't know. But don't you guys feel like the fact that, you know, the platform that they have while playing versus the platform that they have when they're outside is probably uh, a huge difference in terms of who they can really touch by their message? I don't know, man. We got to remember, LeBron's the same person that got how many news stations to tell them about a decision of what team he's going to go play for. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's an issue for him to, you know, uh -huh. go out the bubble and, and get as much news crews and as much this, that, and the third for him to hold a press conference in his backyard. You know what I mean? I think ESPN would be there, TSN, RDA, like whoever needs to be there would be there. So it may be not for a guy of that magnitude. I don't think it's an issue. You know, it definitely has given everybody now 15 guys on a roster, you know, no matter race, color, coaches are able to speak out. So now, mm -hmm. yes, it's, it's able to help get everyone's voice heard. But, you know, all, if all them guys come together outside of the bubble, they could do the same thing. Because what's going to happen? At, when this is over, this shit is still going on. So after this bubble is done, they won't have this platform anymore. But they're not going to stop doing what they're doing. And they're going to have to continue getting that message out and getting it, getting it across. Yeah, but um, well, as far as, like, the platform, though, and you were talking about LeBron, you know, being able to bring people together, but don't you think, let's say, if he does it once, right, he's like, I'm doing a press conference, kind of like his decision situation. Yeah. That's a one-time thing versus, let's say, right now, there's, like, three games today. You know what I mean? I think then one of the good things they'd be doing is even, like, in uh, halftime and whatever, like, conversation is still, you know what I'm saying, pushing forward and this is what they keep talking about even you know what i'm saying like timeouts and whatever like they keep talking about it they keep talking about it. and i think exactly so that's why i feel like that platform would be in there and kind of keep pushing that agenda versus let's say a one-time thing where you're like okay uh, lebron yeah. does it and then boom he's done and everybody goes back into their regular life i feel you i feel you yeah i see that and that makes sense that makes sense I know they, they could probably figure it out. I feel what you're saying, but I just feel like strongly that they could probably figure it out and make sure that, you know, they still use their, you know, obviously their their their, their social medias, which is huge these days. Social media news gets across faster than, you know, regular CNN news, you see what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I, there's ways for sure. And 
I definitely feel that you say, you know, it's halftime, timeouts, and all that stuff is being spoken about, which is great. But I definitely feel like after this is done, they got to continue to work. The work doesn't end. You know, it's not going to end. And this is something that we're going to have to keep our foot on the gas about and and keep pushing and, and keep pushing for for justice and um, social equalities and everything because, you know, even it's never going to stop for us. Like they say, and like they, they keep saying, we don't ever stop being black. You know what I mean? This is That's what we fact. are we, yeah. every day, man. So. We're gonna have to keep nah, doing that and keep pushing forward. No, nah, I agree. I agree with Chris. All these guys, they got their own businesses. Basically, you got LeBron with the school. You got all these guys are into fashion. I think they can use all those platforms to actually spread the message. I don't think um, the bubble is the only way. Because then, after the bubble, then what? Like he said, we're gonna have to continue and stuff. So I think these guys can use whatever they own, whatever they're into, like, to, to promote these messages. Yeah, no, that's for sure. That's for sure. And I, and I think that's part of their mission and their agreement in terms of, you know, going back to playing. It's like, yes, we're going back to playing, but there has to be a consistent effort into getting that message out. And I believe it's if it's not done, they're probably going to get out of the bubble, you know, because, like, yeah. well, you guys – we had an agreement about certain things that needed to be done. And if those things aren't respected, we know we're not, we're just not going to play at all. You know, yeah, so, um, so I feel like they, they, they probably have that, uh, you know, they, 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 they have, they thought it out before, you know, getting back, uh, getting for back sure, to for play. Sure, for sure. Well guys, it, it was a lot of fun. Thanks a lot for, uh, for accepting the invitation. This for was sure, a, Thanks for having us, man. Thanks for having me for sure. Yes, sir. Yeah, sir. Yeah, respect that, you know, great conversation all in all. And, you know, it's it's good to have your takes. You know, most of the time, just me and Eve chopping it up. But it's nice to have, you know, a couple guys that we know from back in the days, you know, coming in and just, you know, talking hoops. And, you know. Uh, no question, man. No question. Shout out to uh, everybody in Montreal doing their thing on the basketball scene. You know, shout out to Colt Nash who bred the most. The best basketball. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, uh, um, Park. No, 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 no. I knew he was gonna go with that Parkette stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm shout, out, shout out to the um, Big East, the old Big East, all that good stuff. Man. Great, great conversation. I appreciate y'all. Hey, yes, he, um, since 2006, Park X is on top. This one, this one, I'll let y'all what know. What you mean? So, Hold on, we don't have to bring him back out here to talk about that. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I got, I got all the facts. I can debate that all night. <laughs> we, we, we're gonna save that for another day. Park X for Dr. Right. Life. <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right, y'all. All right, all right, y'all stay safe out there, man. Hey, man, right, for man. sure, y'all stay safe too. All right, all right.